Things we hear, things we say. You only live once. Treat yourself. Hey, one won't hurt. I am too busy to do X. Ugh, I already screwed up on my diet. F it. I'll just wait until January. I'm way too stressed to focus on myself. Word. (laughs) Okay, I just have to give you a little shout out, Angie. You came up with all of that, and that was so cute and so fun and so super creative. Thank you. You know what, actually, Emily, you can't see this, but I also have a lot more below, but we're not going (laughs) to... Enjoy yourself. Stay up late. You can sleep when you're dead. Oh my God, I heard that one in my 20s a lot. It's only a couple of weeks. Hmm. Yeah. It's okay. I'm going to get back on track come January. Okay. Yeah, we've done you got enough, it. You got it. But uh, these were some of the, the ones I brought up in the holiday workshop, which this is part two of the series. Yeah. Last week we covered the three levels of habits and getting clear as to what you want out of the season. Today we're going to kind of just fill you in on some tactical things that you can do. Mm-hmm. But first, raise your hand if you have A, ever said or B, ever had said to you any one of those things. Go ahead. Raise it in your car while you're driving. Nobody's uh, looking. Listen, I'm going to raise two. Raise two. Yep. Yep. Done it. Said it. Heard it. All right. Here yeah. we go. You know, I, I actually had a big uh, fear of missing out. So I was a big FOMO person when oh, it came to the holidays. I have a story about missing out. You and I are very similar in this way. Well, I don't like missing out. I still don't. But I also have to think about what's best for me. Do you know what I hate even more than missing out? The conversations about how you missed out. <laughs> Like the, yeah, the aftermath and you're hanging out with the people you missed out on. And, you know, I could have just been sick and I had to miss out. And then they're talking about it. And, yeah. Uh, what do you got to act like it was the most fun night of your life? Yeah. Or, yeah can you just stop? please? <laughs> okay. So here's, I was 19 years old and I had a fever and it was high. Okay. And we were supposed to go out that night. And it was one of my first times going to a club with a fake ID. And I could not miss this because I rarely got that opportunity. I literally drank myself so drunk that I couldn't feel my fever anymore. <laughs> and I swore that that's what killed the infection. That hasn't ever happened since actually. <laughs> but it was like, you know what I mean? Like how much is that a fear of missing out that you would go with like 104 fever to the club? Yeah. I mean, it's well, not a place you need to be. <laughs> no, maybe that is. <laughs> anyway, somebody woke up with 104 fever the next day. <laughs> Whoever you were dancing with or wasn't giving out roofies, but I was giving out infections. <laughs> oh my God. All right. Moving on. Okay. So we're going to talk about some skills, tactical skills that yeah. might be helpful if you go into these events and maybe there is somebody who's like, come on, just stay up late. Right? Like we never get to hang out. Like you can sleep when you're dead. It's actually my example. My mom never really <laughs> said that to me, but she really would want me to stay up late when I'd go home for the holidays and if you guys don't know, I like nine hours of sleep. I am a really big sleep person, but I used to just be like, okay, she's right. Like she doesn't get to see me all the time. And then I'd be the one waking up and suffering because I wasn't fully rested. So anyway, we're going to share with you, like if people say these things or you say these things, what does that mean? What are some skills that you might just need to learn to be better prepared for those types of comments or thoughts in your head. Yeah. And this is my favorite type of conversation. I literally geek out on the word tactical tactics or tactical. Do you want to know why? Why? I get so excited to realize that I'm in control and there's a way out. Yes. You know that every training call I like to do, I like to be given the tactical ones. I'm the same thing. I'm like, oh, 
Yeah. All I needed to know was a new skill. Yeah. And I'm back on my game. I let, and this is my new favorite quote. If you were in the weeds, don't forget to pull them out. (laughs) (laughs) She's going to say it every episode. I love it. Yeah. We got to know. All right. Let's go into it. Okay. So um, I put positioning and preparing as one of them. So positioning, what I mean by that is like knowing where you're at in your space and your environment. And this is a huge, yeah, I think I mentioned it on the last one about like, Mm -hmm. I will move myself and the group other places. I position myself to be set up for success. I'm going to try not to feel triggered the next time you move me. (laughs) No, it's a manipulation that works in my favor. <laughs> I was going to say, actually, I'll be like, hey, I am moving us yeah, right now. There we go. For this right. particular Got it. <laughs> I think we were at one of our workshops in Scottsdale and we were at the culinary dropout. Do you remember this? And there was those little mini pretzel knots with the really good queso oh, cheese. Yes. And like we were both standing right there. And I couldn't stop eating it. And I was like, Emily, let's go to the table. Yeah. Because really, I didn't want to eat anymore because I was saving for drinks and some other stuff. But oh yeah, I'll yeah. move people around. Now, if you tactically position yourself in the room, then you have to make even more of a decision to pick your sweet booty up off that chair and walk yourself across the room for more. And then you have to decide if you're going to do that a couple of times. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, it's great. It's great. It's right. great. Okay. So positioning, that's like the first one. Learn your position when it comes to food. You might be someone who's like, I don't have a problem, you know, standing by the the island at all of the family parties or the friend parties. Like I can stand there. I can just enjoy my, my food in the amount that I want. I can enjoy my drink or you're someone that can't, right? So just right. know yourself and then understand it's always in your control if that is not a good place for you to be. Like I can't stand next to places that have grab food, mm-hmm. like uh, chips, pretzels, that kind of stuff. Yeah. like Because okay. things that seem grabbable seem just more fun. Yes. It's really fun. Right. In fact, okay. So we flew to Chicago for my girlfriend's 40th birthday. And like my girlfriends are always really good at like not eating when we're partying. And that is just not me, which is why, again, I don't drink as much because I have no turn off button. Yeah. And our one buddy came in with, you know, the lesser evil popcorn that we like. Uh, Yeah. I've got a bag right here. Oh, I saw it. Yeah. (laughs) And I was like, "Uh, is that a pumpkin spice flavor? Stop. Stop. I won't be good. I was like, no, don't get up off the couch. Don't get up off the couch. Like I had positioned myself really well. I was not near the snacks that were on the little coffee table. I think at this point we were playing Pictionary drunk. I don't remember what we were doing. Yeah. And like Pictionary Jake, drunk. Jake is just like piling it in his mouth. And I'm like, I can't stop watching him. I, was like, <laughs> I, was like, I love popcorn. Yeah. I love that it has a coconut flavor on that popcorn. I love salt and then pumpkin spice. And yeah. sure enough, I knew better, but I got up and I walked across the room. Just like you're saying, you're like, you're going to have to move. And I did. And you did. And I had about five handfuls, but then I was like, this is mindless. Like you've tasted it. It tasted good. After the second handful, you can walk away. And I looked at Jake. I was like, I need you to go bring that in the kitchen. I actually need it to be removed from the room. So I visibly can't see it. And sure enough, I asked him to, because he was done with it. He took it away and we were good to go. Yeah. That's such a good point. I've actually told some of my clients before. I'm like, if there is a food in your house that you know you cannot refrain from, not like ever, but you do need to build up your strength, right? Mm-hmm. Like if you're, if your resistance has proven like non-existent, remove it from your space. Emily, I'm so glad you said this because this works really good for the holidays. I love baking Christmas cookies. Mm-hmm. 
talk about positioning, I can't have it in our house after I make them. So I'll try each of the ones I make and then I commit to myself. You give this away as presents because it's a yeah. part of me showing love, but I can't have it in the house. I, I just, I know my weaknesses and I know my strengths. And most of the time I don't want to feel disgusted by having too much sugar, but I want to try it yeah. and then I just get rid of it. Exactly. You're not saying like you can't have it, but you are saying that like, cause that's what happens, right? And this is what happens when you're standing next to a table full of food. Mm-hmm. It's almost like tactical marketing on Facebook or an Instagram ad. I don't want that top the first time I saw it, but after 20 times, like all of a sudden I do and I buy it and I've sat down and I thought about that before. It's like the same with food. I didn't like originally want it, but now I'm surrounded by it. So I feel like I need it. (laughs) Wait, I'm laughing because Emily and I were together a lot this summer and every time she had on a new swimsuit, I'm like, I was like, when did you get that one? You're like, oh shit. Like, I don't remember which Instagram ad it was. And I was like, okay, well that one's really cute. Oh, that was another Instagram ad. I'm like, yes, you're exactly right. It's just more exposure and the more times you're around it. You're like, well now I got to have it. So out of sight, out of mind. Like it literally does work. Move yourself. If you're at a party, if you're near the bar, if you're near the food and you're like, I'm, I'm really working to not have that much tonight. Move yourself. Yes. And if you can like not feel bad about it and understand that we're literally wired to take on what is surrounding us, you would help yourself out. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. So then another, I like to call these distraction techniques. Mm -hmm. And so I always think about if I need to create a distraction or a pattern interrupt for myself, (laughs) why am I visualizing like a fire alarm going off and everybody running out of the building? Oh my God, I should do that. But that's not what I was thinking. Okay, tell me. But you have to have your own distraction techniques in place. For me, it's called playing games. If Oh, you do do that a lot. Okay. I love playing games and not everybody does. So know your people. Just show up to those parties. But like as soon as like a meal is done or something is done, like we did this with my girlfriends in Chicago, we went right into game mode. (laughs) And so we're still drinking and having fun, but we're switching it up. Or I said in the last episode, maybe you're done with the meal and you guys, you know, you're going to sit down and have some more drinks. Go on a walk first. Yeah. What, now you're doing something. Yes. Know your distraction. Maybe it is simple as, hey, I am going to commit to having a glass of water in between every single drink to distract myself to be like, do I really want another one? Maybe you do, but you give yourself that little bit of time in between to decide. Mm-hmm. It's huge. And honestly, I think I like being able to identify identify the things that are not good distractions. They make you want to mindlessly eat. Like, for example, watching TV or a movie, not moving while doing it <laughs> to me. Sometimes I mindlessly eat more than when I buy a food of table or a table full of food. Yes, me too. It's just a tradition, I guess. There's something about laying there with the movie, which I actually did Sunday for hours because I was so exhausted that you just want food. Yeah. That's okay. not a good activity. Okay. How about this one? You know how we talk a lot about sustenance and celebration? Yes. You guys have probably heard us talk about it a lot on here. A lot. Sometimes I'll think about the different holiday events where I'm like, gosh, you know what? I would really love to eat or drink that there, but I also would love it even more when I get home and I'm sitting by the fire and it's all lit up with twinkly lights of the tree. That might be when I enjoy it more. So rather than like going all in on certain food and drinks, this is one thing that Paul and I love. (laughs) Wait, all in? 
Cool. I'm sorry. I have the Googles today and the visuals I'm getting of you. This is just awesome. Keep going. <laughs> Wonder what it is. I probably have an idea. But anyway, okay. so <laughs> so we'll be like, hey, we'll decide like this is our night where we do this on Christmas Eve, actually. So I still have a couple drinks at Christmas Eve, but Paul and I are tradition now. So we really enjoy each other's conversation. And then it's amplified by having a drink. Every Christmas Eve now, we have what we want, but we don't yeah. overdo it. And we go home, and after the boys are to bed, we put on Elf. We finish anything we need to finish for the big day. Yeah. And we pop open a bottle of bubbly, and that's when we truly enjoy it, because we connect yeah. over how the year was, and we give each other an ornament that night uh-huh. that something will it'll signify something that was important for that year. And it's our thing. So, that's like, cute. yeah, like, it could just be about the ornament in the movie, but we're like, it's such a joyful moment that we want to amplify it with having a drink. Mm-hmm. And so kind of know when you truly want to have those food and drinks where it's not just I'm doing it because I'm doing it. It's like, no, this is the moment where we're going to enjoy the sip of it with the conversation and the memories. I love that. And then you're also able to identify it like the things you think you want, but you don't like, for example, spiked eggnog, which I do like. Well, everybody, everybody, you're probably not surprised by that. No, I'm not surprised by that at all. (laughs) You like things that are so sweet and weird to me sometimes. And I can't do that with alcohol. But I was like, everybody was always talking about like spiked eggnog. And I like went in hard on it one year. I was like, this is disgusting. (laughs) You can't go in hard on it. It's just a little tiny sip. Well, maybe that was my problem. (laughs) It's just a tiny sip. Well, I mean, like, you know, you get those little tiny goblet glasses. So it should be about this much. Like the moose one? Yeah, like I've, yeah, like okay. Christmas vacation. Well, maybe that's why I did it wrong, but it's disgusting to me. And But it's good to know that because now I'm just like never, ever going to be bothered by Spike Eggnog Talk again. Yes. Okay, so we yeah. did positioning, distractions. Yeah. You mentioned it last week about preparing, and I thought we could talk about preparing yeah. of food or contributing Prepped food. Yes, this is actually a game changer for me because I will just like offer up my services of food preparation and bringing, honestly, I'll bring like two things sometimes and what I have in mind, talking about you moving people away from the table, I'm like building my plate based off what I'm bringing (laughs) and I'm all, sometimes I'll bring a couple things because I'm like, well, I won't just want that. And then if I can't count on anything there, if I have like two more things, I'll be full. Emily. One of my go-tos, which probably is one of your go-tos, I always bring shrimp cocktail. Oh, my God. You want to talk about a lot of protein, yeah. and it's not that many calories. And who doesn't, during the holiday season, love shrimp cocktail? So that's always an easy go-to to bring. Uh, you know what else? I just realized this past week when we were actually together, I was, like, so hungry. And I knew I didn't want to go to town on, like, some other things on the menu. And I ordered that double protein shrimp on my plate it was so much shrimp i was so happy and so satisfied and so full did we take a picture we should have when it came out i literally was laughing out loud i was like emily you have a mountain (laughs) of shrimp that came out in a platter size that you would serve the whole turkey dinner on (laughs) if i could like have my wish and like swim in anything it would be shrimp cocktail (laughs) See, that's probably your go-to. Yeah. But yeah, okay. So when so we take talk something about, you love. Take something you love or something that you're like, hey, 
I like I'm I don't know. I'm trying to keep the amount that I have in check tonight, right? I've decided this is an event that I'm going and I'm going more for like laughter and fun and the white elephant pass or whatever. Like I don't really care that much about the food, but I'll still bring some things that are more what I would want. Yeah. No one's offended, right? People love when you contribute. So think about what you want and bring it with you and or like Emily said on the last episode, delegate like I do. Like, delegate, yeah. yeah. If you know what you want people to bring to your holiday event and I'm like, hey, I'm going to handle the protein. I'm going to handle the dessert. Emily, can you handle a vegetable side? Yeah. So just give them what's going to, you know, best serve you. Totally. Everyone I t- else. I totally agree with that. And oh my God, I forgot what I was going to say. That's okay. That's okay. Let's move on to um, the next one. Food pushers. Yeah. I don't like to be handled. And this one is the most annoying to me. Yes. What would be something a food pusher might say to you? Oh, gosh. When I get a lot is like, you can kind of, if you're doing something different than them, you can kind of feel it coming by the way they look at you. And they don't stop looking at you. It always starts with a look. It always starts with a look. And then they're trying to figure you out. And then they might say a couple of things like, oh, one's not going to hurt you. Come on, enjoy yourself. You deserve it. Or you look really good. What are you worried about? Yeah. Just have it. Like you should just maintain. You're fine. Yeah. Just have one more. And here's what I don't like. You only live once. You only live once. That one actually does kind of get me sometimes. That's the one line. Don't you ever use this when you're around me. But that is like, I like to live. (laughs) And if you suggest to me that I might be missing out on living, that one might, that one does get my head a little bit. I have to prepare. I have to mentally rehearse for that one. But you know what? It's funny that you said that you physically remove yourself from the table. I have started to physically remove myself from the presence of that person at the party. Yes. Like from the, what they're saying that's making you uncomfortable. Yeah. Okay. So one thing I learned through some of my nutrition coaching forever ago, they're, they're like, if they are saying things to you or they're like, well, why aren't you, why aren't you having that? right? Like, is that bad? Right? Like, should I not have that? And really you're just going in and you've decided again, like you're level two and you're like, no, like I just don't love sweet potato casserole with marshmallows. Like I just don't want it. Right. Right. Not adding to my Thanksgiving. What's adding to my Thanksgiving is being here. Right. So you could do two things. And I loved this. And now people know what I do for a living. So they still make comments to me like, Oh, Angie, don't shouldn't be eating this. Yeah. Like don't watch me eating the bread. And I like have bread on my plate and I'm like, "Uh okay. Yeah. (laughs) But anyway, you could do two things. You could just be completely kind of removed from it and say nothing at all. Or you could just go all in on telling them, what you're doing. And either Mm -hmm. if you start telling them why you're doing what you're doing, they're either going to get super bored and they'll stop (laughs) talking to you. This is like one of like the most intelligent, like nutrition people that I've ever learned from. He's like, or they're going to get actually really intrigued because, because yeah, because what they really want to know is like, how are you actually here and enjoying what you're enjoying? Like watching us eat most of the things that people would deem as bad and we're having it or drinking is bad, but we're having it. And they might just get curious. And then it might be a win-win where you're like, Hey, maybe they're just literally asking because they're curious. And by me just sharing a little bit about what I do or why I'm having this or not having this might help them. Okay. Let me ask you, cause I know you've got this ready. Cause I know how you think. Mm-hmm. What might your explanation be when you're sharing them with you, what you do? Okay. So pretend let's do a little role play. Angie, don't watch me. And what I'm eating, because I know like you probably don't eat like this. I usually would just say, hey, you do you, boo. <laughs> that would be my first thing. 
Okay. Like, like hey, that. you do you and I'll do me. Right. Like, and that's more like if it's a friend or a family member or whatever. Yeah. But if I literally, if it's someone that doesn't know me and I'll sometimes I'll be like, oh, that's cute. Do you think I don't eat that kind of stuff? Right. They, they literally just know because most people don't think you could have the kind of food they see us eat or the drinks they see us drink and look like we do. But yeah. what we've actually figured out is. And, and this is how I would explain it if I was really explaining it. I'm like, hey, yeah, you know, I've just learned how to eat what I want most of the time, but also still look and feel the way that I want. Yeah. Right? And so that's what I'll say to people. I'm like, yeah, I eat what I want most of the time. I, I work out a little bit less and I, you know, get really good results for people. If they're asking me from like a coaching perspective and then they're really curious. Yeah. But I always have confidence behind it with my decisions of what I'm choosing to have or not choosing to have. And that's actually what makes people most comfortable and most curious. And that's it. I like that. I like that a lot. It, I don't think it's lost on anybody that I usually crack a joke. <laughs> yeah. There, do you remember that uh, dub smash where you could like create videos <laughs> to somebody else's voice? But it's you. And it could be like somebody famous. Yeah. Well, there was this one, Jennifer Lopez talking. And there's all these videos going around. People like just took a bite of bread and she'd be like, bread makes you fat. <laughs> like it was a shock to her and all she'd been eating was bread. <laughs> That's usually my go-to. It doesn't ever go over very well because I'm kidding. People are just like, and sometimes they don't get it and they don't get it. Yeah. yeah. Usually I just, to be honest, I mostly ignore it Yeah, wait, wait, because I, I mean, I literally just play my own game. I have figured out what works for me, which is why I help other women figure out what works for them. And I don't even get the questions that much anymore. Yeah. Because I have Because you ignore it. And if you can get to a place where, you know, like it doesn't even, you're just very neutral with it because you, like you said, you are playing your own game. Yeah. Typically people will just stop asking because they realize that like, she's going to do whatever she's going to do anyways. It doesn't matter what I say. Yeah. You know? Yeah. Yeah. The other one, if people are pushing food on you, let's just say it's like your mom and she's like, you have to have aunt Emily's pumpkin pie, right? Like, you know that she only makes it one time a year. Just have it. Like, you know, when people are like truly pushing it on you, just because maybe it's tradition, they don't want you to hurt feelings. If you say I'm good, thank you. Most of the time people will just kind of leave it alone. Mm -hmm. But if you add the word no in like, no, thank you. I'm good. No, immediately put somebody on the defense, like that negation word. So just by removing the word no and just saying, I'm good. Thank you. Most people just let it go. Oh, that's like, have another drink. I'm good. Thank you. Isn't that interesting? I've been thinking a lot about this. The way you say something like affects how somebody hears it when it could have meant the same thing if you said it the other way. If you said it the other way. Don't you think that's really wild? I've actually really thought about my response. I think you caught me off guard. <laughs> so usually you've thought again. Okay. Yeah. So you're like, wait a minute. Are you, you're going to have that bread? Is that okay? I usually go back with a question and be like, wait a minute. Is it not Okay. Does that make sense? So if you said to me, Ange, wait, you're going to have that bread? Like, is that on your diet? Is that okay? Oh, I'll usually amazing. fire back with a question be like, wait a minute. And I act shocked. And I'm like, is it not okay? Like, and, like real serious? Like, does something happen to it? Yeah. The chicken has gone rancid. <laughs> What's going to happen to me, right? So I'll just throw it back with a question because usually people are just saying things because they see what you're doing and they're they're curious or whatever it is. And so I usually yeah. fire back with a question. Yeah, it's so true. But I think the important part of this conversation is realizing that we have taken on beliefs based off how we behave in a society. You know what I mean? Like there literally is no good or bad food. There's just more or less that you have of it that leads to what you don't want. Yeah. 
Yeah. And I think if we understand like the power of environment and what people are used to from however many years they've had the holiday with you and however many years you showed up in a certain way, eating or drinking, when you come in and you have made a different decision Mm -hmm. and you are, you know, doing it differently than what they know to be true. When they say these kind of things to you, it's mostly out of love because you changing is actually a change to their world and they don't like that, right? Like that's uncomfortable for them because like, wait a minute, if Emily's changing, like, do I need to change? And they start questioning themselves and it brings out a little bit of insecurity or self doubt. Yeah. But at the end of the day, they're only asking questions or saying comments because they love you and just, they see you changing and they're not sure what that's going to look like in terms of your relationship with them. So again, if you go in and you don't waver with your decisions, like if you go in and you know what you want, you know, you're only going to have two drinks and you pass on the third, nobody feels uncomfortable with that new change because you have completely owned what you want and they can feel that confidence. That's so true. It is all about he who has the strongest state wins. Mm -hmm. And if you can bring people into your state because you're so sure of it. And honestly, you really should be so sure of yourself and your choices and why. Yeah. Yeah, so that shouldn't be looking for, do you think this is a good idea whether or not I have bread? (laughs) I don't know. You could convince me otherwise, because then exactly what you said, they'll try. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. So those are like, I would say my biggest ones are positioning. So Mm -hmm. knowing like where you're at in your space and what's going to help you set yourself up for success. Preparing. So thinking about either what food you're going to serve, what's your plan going to be in when you go to that work party. So you're like, okay, part of my preparation is... I really don't need the appetizers tonight, right? Like I just want to focus on eating the meal and I'm going to have a couple of drinks that could be preparing or it's bringing something with you to a party. All three of those are preparation, deciding on how you want to experience the event. We talked about distraction techniques to kind of just pattern interrupt your mindless behaviors. Mm-hmm. And then the number one thing you need to do with every single like leading into an event week or a holiday week is have a plan in place and understand what's realistic in terms of your health and fitness plan, like what you can actually accomplish with Mm -hmm. your, your time and what the event schedule looks like, or maybe there's travel involved, go in with the plan, execute it, reflect on it. Yes. See what you can do better on the next event, make another plan, execute it, reflect on it. And that's how you overcome obstacles. And you don't feel like a failure going through a season like this. And and I, I think a key point that you just said, I think when people hear the word execute, they assume that means perfectly. This is like literally how we're telling you that we run loops. Yeah. We execute and we're not saying that it's perfect. We just get consistent at executing, analyzing the feedback that you get what went well, what didn't changing a little bit for the next time you run the loop and you keep doing that over and over and over again throughout your life. Yeah. Well, Emily, I don't know if you know this, but I came up with this example because this one is dropping about a week before Thanksgiving. Okay. So what is it? Let's make a plan. We're going to make a couple plans. So we're like a week out from Thanksgiving. So if you're listening right now, here is step one. So we can leave you with some actionable steps. Okay. Put some pen to paper. And Mm -hmm. you're going to decide exactly what you want out of Thanksgiving. So we already talked about this on the last episode, but we're just going to start with Thanksgiving. Mm -hmm. What do you want out of it? Remember that. How do you want to wake up on Friday morning after Thanksgiving? Okay. So what do you want out of it? Number two. I've got my plan. Okay. What behaviors will best serve you and which ones need some work? So we already gave you some tactical skills mm-hmm. based on maybe old behaviors you'd go in with. And now you're going to go in with some new ones, but you might need some skill training. So we just tried to give you some skills 
to get you conditioned to get in there. Yeah. Okay. And then number three, communicate your plan with someone you trust. Yes, that's huge. It's huge. Also, I like to tell that someone that I trust, like, I just need you to listen to my plan. I just need you to listen. Yeah. Or like you have your wingman or your wing woman when you go into these different parties. Like I could say to Emily, like, okay, listen, I know we're going into this girl's night. Like I, I have to get up in the morning and do these things. Like, this is what I want to do. Can you please help me when it gets time to be offered for drink number three? Remind me what my plan is. Yeah. Because in the moment... I'm just like anyone else. I might just be having fun and, and might be like, Hey, do you, do you want drink another drink? And like, literally she's just asking me to remind me that she's my support buddy. And I'll decide in the moment what I want and what I don't want. And there's no right or wrong. Right. It's just, just make sure that that person that you're telling is offering helpful tweaks to your plan. If they tweak it at all and not, you know, all the questions we asked earlier, like, Oh, come on. You only live once. Yeah. You know, that's not, that's not your go-to person. Right. Someone's supportive of your plan. Yeah. So once you're in Thanksgiving week, right now, you know what you want out of the holiday. Let's reverse engineer. Mm -hmm. What do you want to accomplish that week with your health and fitness? Yeah. So maybe you travel for Thanksgiving and you Mm -hmm. leave on Wednesday. What do you do want to do from Sunday to Wednesday? Or even when you're traveling from Wednesday to the next Sunday, like what do you want to make sure that you do still for your mental and your physical fitness? Yeah. They have to do the realistic expectations for yourself in that week. Yeah. So if you're traveling, what is realistic? If you're hosting, what do the extra demands and time look like on you? What's realistic? Yeah. Okay. That's a good question. And then how much capacity can I actually give with the support that you have for that particular week? That's a very important question because usually when you're sitting down making a plan, you always think you have more capacity than you might realistically have. And this was just like super mind blowing to me. You have to understand what in theory is in your mind versus what you can realistically carry out. And sometimes when you're running these loops, those two don't meet, right? Right. In theory, it seems really easy. Realistically, there's some things that didn't work very well. And that's why you're always reevaluating. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. So I'll just give you my example of Thanksgiving now, what the week would look like. Okay. Because back in the day, we would travel to St. Louis. So that plan looked different because I wasn't in my normal environment. But if we're going to go into a week of Thanksgiving this year, one of my best girlfriends is going to be coming in on Tuesday from Chicago. And she's going to, right? (laughs) She's going to spend with her family at an Airbnb down the street from me in Dripping Springs for the week. And so I've already been thinking ahead and I'm like, okay, what is going to make me feel like I can be so present and have so much fun with my best friend? getting my workouts in. So I've yeah. already thought about this week. I will I would like to do four workouts right now because remember, Coach Tony's making us mobile, powerful, and fit. Yeah. He's cracking that whip. Yeah. Yeah. Well, they, right. <laughs> so, okay. I will work out. I've already literally decided this plan. That is a non-negotiable for me. So I'm thinking about my non-negotiables too of my fitness. Yeah. I will work out Sunday, Monday. She comes Tuesday, but I will work out Wednesday. And mm-hmm. even if she's still in town, I'm going to work out Friday. Okay. We've already decided on Thanksgiving morning, we're going to go do a 5k with our other girlfriend who lives here oh, in fun. her neighborhood. Yeah. So I went fitness first because remember I said, that's the one thing that makes me feel like I can be more present. Yeah. Movement. So, yeah. Movement. Right. Mm-hmm. And then it's an easy one. I'm like, okay, what else do I want to do? Like, when are we going to go out to eat? When can I have her over to eat? We know Thanksgiving will be this meal. I'm already strategizing which meals during the week are going to be more sustenance which ones are going to be a little bit more celebratory. Mm -hmm. So decided, and then I'll go straight on hydration. 
So when I eat outside of my norm, I can retain water very quickly. Mm -hmm. So starting on Tuesday, when she's in, I'm going to drink one and a half to two times my normal water, Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, Friday, Saturday, all throughout those days. Hydration will be my key to like stay energized from that way and to like flush water. But you have to have the plan in place. Yeah. And that's not that hard. Yeah. You do have to have the plan in place. And you know what I was thinking about? Like, I was like, I think I'm going to be a no plan stan for Thanksgiving because I had a lot going on right now. And then I thought to myself, no plan is still a (laughs) no plan is still a plan. You still need a plan for your no plan or you're going to get caught on the couch. Well, you know what though, a no no plan. Remember how we say to like the women in, in the method, it's okay to actually have a no plan. And know that that's your no plan, but you have to know the expectations with that. So if you have no plan, you can't be shocked if you wake up and you're eight pounds heavier after Thanksgiving. Exactly. You just be like, hey, I actually expected that to happen and I'm cool with it because now my plan this week is ABC. No, you're totally right because I do feel like, this sounds really funny, but I do feel like when there are places you go where there is no plan once you get there because people like to veg and chill, totally fine. But you just have to be aware with like, if you still want to feel good during your no plan, like where are you going to put your movement in? Yep. You're probably not going to want to sit on the couch the whole time and like keep going for the lesser evil popcorn the entire day. You know what I mean? So there still is a framework to the no plan. Yeah. Yeah. And I don't even have a plan on Thanksgiving day. It's going to be at my other girlfriend's, although I'm going to be making food and we all, all the people I hang out with, we're all fit minded anyway. You're so lucky. (laughs) Thank you. (laughs) Thank you, Emily. Who are these people? How can I meet them? I'm just kidding. Come on over. I'm one of them. Yeah. Yeah. You, you, hey, you know Karen. You and Karen work together. Oh. That's like my, one of my yes, best girlfriends. I know Karen. Hey, Karen. Hey, if you're Karen. listening. Hey, girl. Yeah. Uh, so anyway. Okay. Yeah. It's still a plan. Okay. So, and that's what I do, right? And now, this is the plan I'm saying. I'll get to Thanksgiving week. I'm going to see how it goes. If it didn't go as planned, I'm not going to beat myself up about it because maybe I chose to do something over my workout doesn't matter. Yeah. I'm just going to ask how it went and then I'm going to move on to the next thing because then we have a friend's party on December 8th and then I got another one on the 15th. Oh, I have a gala on the 8th. There's a lot of shit coming up. There's a lot of stuff. I'm going to get back to you on that gala. I want to know about that. (gasps) I need an outfit. I love a good gala, but I wanted to say something specific to what you just said. Not beating yourself up. Women, listen, and men, if you're listening to the quickest way to make yourself get into a place you don't want to be is to not let things go. Yep. Like seriously, pretend like you're Dory and you've got a five minute, five second <laughs> memory. Just keep swimming. You know what I mean? Just keep swimming. Oh, right. I thought it didn't even happen. Didn't even happen. Because it's just like this weight on your shoulders of things that you are like connected to and you start to build this story of, well, I can't do it right anyways and I didn't five minutes ago so I might as well just keep going in this direction. Woe is me. It, and you just sit there and you let it manifest Yeah. Like, and there is no better place for a thought to manifest than continually in your head. It loves when you think about it. Yeah. And the more you think about it, the The more more destruction you do. Let me tell you how I hit a newfound freedom in my journey, because this is a journey. We're all hitting new levels, and I hit a new one this weekend. Okay. Are you ready for this? Uh I'm so proud of myself. So we had our event that we were gone all week and typically I come home and I get really upset about how unclean the house is. And then I continue down the path of eating like I had been on the one day I wanted to do it, not the five. 
all of that did happen. Actually, (laughs) this is not where I found my freedom. Okay. I was laying there on Sunday and I was like, I made these decisions myself. I did them. I like literally was in charge of that negotiation process and I did them and I hadn't done this in a while, but I did it. But I tell you what I'm not going to do next week. I am not going to restrictively hold back on my food because I'm feeling so bad about what just happened. I am not going to over-exercise. I am not going, I have a very busy week coming up next week. None of it's actually going to help what I just did. Yeah. Yes. (laughs) What I'm going to do is just look myself in the mirror. It happened. It might happen again someday. I don't know, (laughs) but I'm not going to stop. I'm not going to make myself pay either. I'm going to realize there's no timeline and I'm just going to keep going one day at a time, one moment at a time, one negotiation process in my head at a time. I'm not going to make myself pay. I feel like that's actually what happens during the holiday season because maybe we have one blowout event, right? And then the next day you make yourself pay, but then it's so restrictive and it's so aggressive and it's so hard to have that kind of quote unquote discipline. But by the time the next event comes in three days, you're like, well, screw it. I was so good. Like, I'm just going to tie one on again. Yeah. You're right. I reached out to my person. Mm -hmm. I let them know what happened. And you know what? It's funny because they were like, well, don't slash all four tires. I was like, they're gone. (laughs) I'm just letting you know. And I'm going to, I'm, you know what I'm not going to do? I'm not going to worry about this. I got to tell you, it's the first week that I've ever gone. And I started my period today. I should be like falling apart at the seams, you know, but I'm actually having one of the most fun days in a while. Cause you're Dory and you already (laughs) forgot about it. Talk about being a superpower. Just let it go. Or you could be Elsa if you identify with her more. Yeah. There you go. Let it go. Which my little guys do. They just love Elsa. They're like, mommy, let's wear your hair like Elsa. Yeah. Well, thank you. Next time. But like letting it go is huge. Yeah. Like we should all have a tattoo that just says let go. It might be the most powerful thing I've ever experienced in my journey, which is why I'm so proud of it. Because if you can let it go, then I'm not keeping score anymore. Yeah. And if I'm not keeping score, then I can just make the next right decision better. Yeah. That's it. Yeah. Okay, so focus on what's in your control, right? Let go of what's not. Like, listen, you cannot control what happened yesterday or the night before or an hour before. It's literally all in the past. So you want to operate from that future self. So focus on what you can control. This is the last thing I wanted to say, Em. Okay. You hear me say it all the time. You're probably kind of annoyed, but I really believe that we can control only so many things. Yeah. And you know that I'm like, we can control what we eat. Yeah. We can control what we drink. We can control how we move. We can control how we speak. We can control the thoughts in our head, Mm -hmm. our emotional response. There's a lot of things you can't control. There's a lot of things you can't control during the holidays. Like maybe you have a family member who is very stuck in traditions and they Mm -hmm. want it the way it is. And you're like, I don't want to come over on Christmas day because I want to be at home with my kids. But at the end of the day, you can't control any other person or emotions or a lot of things that are going on outside of your world. But remember, in a season like this, you can always focus on what you eat, drinking water, getting extra sleep, managing your stress, managing your emotions. You get to decide what works best for you. You can decide to let things go or you can decide to make it miserable for yourself. Yeah. But like, think about how you want to feel in January. You probably want to feel pretty happy 
at peace and joyful. So, you know, choose that. I completely agree with that. And I would also like to end with giving everybody an update that I am out of overwhelm. Emily. I got curious and with Walker and this is going to actually end really funny. This is why I wanted to tell this, but I took it all the way back to, okay, how did we all used to learn how to play sports? Because if anybody was listening, it was a sports thing and I gave him permission to quit. But then I was also dealing with the fact that I was really sad that he was doing that because I just wanted him to play sports. And I thought to myself, you know, I didn't really actually play sports till I was much older, I think like second grade. So how did we build confidence in ourselves that we could do that? Like we played at home with our family and the people on our street. So I thought maybe that's all he wants to do. And we bought a little t-ball set and the bases. And I don't really feel like it, but I'm out there around in the bases and hitting on the t-ball and he loves it and he wants to play every single night. So I'm like really proud of that. However, this is the funny part. And also it takes a while to get there till it's funny. I like to laugh at things, you know, but when you start to like take ownership of your life and like you're blaming everybody else, you know, like they're always mad and they're always this and they're always that. Once I started to get curious and actually like pull the thread of what would work, I really realized that the problem has been me. Yep. And that can be like overwhelming, but I'm choosing to look at it as funny. <laughs> I think I'm the one with the anger issue. You know what I mean? Yeah. <laughs> and your world's reflecting that to you. But the exciting thing is, is that once you do realize that and you embrace that, you can change it. You can change it. Yeah. And if you need to make fun of yourself a little bit more, just go listen to that Taylor Swift song. It's me. I'm the problem. It's me. <laughs> yes. But like, it is funny when you think about it. Yeah. Like it, it, there is a lot of humor when you actually can say like, I take full ownership and I am the problem. And then it's almost like, shit, I am the problem. Like, gosh, no, darn it. My, I was my, hoping it was somebody else. Right? Like, no, my husband wasn't being mean to me. I was a real bitch or like whatever. Yeah. And then you can laugh about it. Wait, let's wrap up with one last thing. Do you remember what you told me? About being in the car the other day and listening to the Overwhelm episode with Ava and Walker in the car. <laughs> yeah. Walker was pissed. I was A, talking about him. <laughs> he noticed. And Ava was like, well, do you talk about me? <laughs> she wanted me to. Yeah. So Ava, if you're listening. We're talking about you, baby. Yeah. You good girl. Yeah. So are you, Straight Walker? You good boy. Right. My baby. <laughs> <laughs> Walker, you're great. You're a good boy, too. You got your spelling word's done. Yeah. yeah. There you go. Yeah. Yes. Lars and Leif, if you ever listen to mommy, <laughs> if you're in the car, we love you, too. Well, you know what the great news is, Angie? You're in control of that. <laughs> yes. Sure am. I am. But, okay. So that's all we got. Go out and go through those steps. Yeah. Decide how you are going to handle people that might make you a little uncomfortable in the holidays, whether they're food pushers or if they are demanding of the schedule, if they like to see things their way, just remember you are in control of how you perceive any event or any situation, your health and fitness, yeah. your time, your stress, like you are in control of it all. Yeah. And if you feel like you need a little extra help through the holidays and you want to join our program, we've got either one-to-one or group options for you. We would love to help you out. Right. And remember my Black Friday special is almost here. Yes. But join the wait list so you're the first to hear about what it is. Absolutely. And, um, you know, if you liked this podcast, share it with somebody that you feel like needs to hear it or would just want to hear it. Or you can leave us a Google review, like and subscribe. We would really appreciate it. Okay. I think that's it. All right, you guys have a good one.